As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Despite what their moms told them, they just aren't talented enough for radio. Unfortunately, anyone can have a show these days. Sean. Well, I'm pretty hard to figure out sometimes. I can't even figure myself out sometimes, so don't you try to. Joe. You're an idiot. And really, a disloyal person. This is the Cuse Militia. Those two unapologetically biased, orange-blooded homers, Sean and Joe. It's the most bullshit thing I've seen in 30 years. Welcome, orange men and ladies. Happy Sunday. This is the Cuse Militia with Sean and Joe. At Cuse Militia on the socials, go there, join the militia. Syracuse with an abysmal showing on senior night in the Dome. A 38-3 loss to FSU. Uh, The orange can only muster up. Three first downs in the first half. I think they went one for 11 on third down conversions for the game. FSU with 236 yards to Syracuse's 61 in the first half. Tells the tale of the game. You'll hear from us and we'll hear from you in fan feedback. We are going to be live on the Spotify Live app and on YouTube. So Syracuse drops four in a row. Um, an awfully confusing baffling maybe kind of depressing loss and uh we'll get into it but i feel like the the team's got i don't know man i don't try to be dramatic here but i don't see any direction with this team right now i'm sorry i'm trying to think of i'm trying to think of words that are things to say that aren't don't seem dramatic but uh the team seems lost to me and um as long as you know um, the players are in it. The coaches, I feel like game plan needs to, well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. In fact, let's hear what coach had to say immediately following the loss. I'd like to start off by saying we're extremely uh, disappointed in the locker room that we couldn't send the seniors off and our uh, juniors that are declaring the right way. And, uh, you know, really bothers a lot of people and it bothers our family a great deal. Uh, senior walk is something that we take a lot of pride in and we try to send those guys out the right way. I did not get an opportunity and I, n- I never get an opportunity to see how it goes. I really hope that the fans and the alumni and the student body of the JMA got an opportunity to say goodbye to some fantastic cats. I mean, guys that have get blood, sweat, bones, ligaments, injuries. These guys have given a lot to the orange and uh, my heart really bleeds for them. We have three more games left, one game at a time. Uh, The performance out there today, you have to put that on me. I take responsibility for that, full responsibility. And uh, it was not good enough. There's no way. That's not what we represent regardless 
of all the things that are going on, regardless of who's out there, who's not out there, we're better than that. And we're going to start working on that tomorrow. You know, we cannot continue to act like that's okay. It is not okay. And the responsibility starts with me, and, and uh, that's where it needs to end for tonight. Questions? When did the team know that Schrader was going to be out there tonight? Was it another game-time decision, or was that something you guys knew a little bit earlier in the week? He worked during the week with the other quarterbacks. Uh, depending on how he felt, he felt good enough, so we made the call. And then did you consider pulling him any earlier as things started to get messy there late in the game? No. Based off of the things that he's, been do he's done for us, he deserved the right to stay in there until that time that we decided to take out him and Tucker at the same time. Don't worry, those players were out there and they were trying hard. Sometimes that energy's used in the wrong way, but they were giving 100%. They got to put that back on me. And finishing one for 11 on third downs, how do you improve that going forward when defenses says they're going to keep being aggressive on that down specifically? Well, obviously, one out of 11 is not very good. And any time when the numbers are that screwed, you need to look at the coaches. Well, again, you guys, when I say the coach, here's my thing. Put it on me. Don't put it. The, we have to find a way, when we, if the talent level drops a little bit, then you have to find a way to be successful with the talent level that you have. And sometimes you train guys to do one thing, and that's great. But we got a lot of experience. We've got a, we got a lot of knowledge. And, uh, you know, sometimes it's time to do something different. Hey, Paul Moore, starting with Luke. Coach, 10 penalties for 72 yards. How do you coach that up in practice this week? You know what, Here's, this is what I'm going to say. That's the same crew that came here and gave us 18 penalties at Louisville. Okay, most of the same crew from Clemson. Okay, and most of those penalties they called, we did them. We lined up off sides. We held. Okay. So, we need to stop doing that. And last question, Emily. the fourth straight week your defense has kind of been run over by opposing running backs I'm curious like is there just like a lesson that's not being learned there is it each team is presenting something slightly different that makes it more challenging what's just not clicking there despite having seen it multiple times now again it's we see it we know what's going on it's not like hey we know what's going on it comes down to that we have to do better in three phases. We have to win the field position battle. We have to convert on third down so our defense doesn't play as much time as they do play on the field. And then the defense has to do a nice job of getting out of third down situations. Uh, I felt all right. I mean, I wasn't necessarily 100%, but um, I felt good enough to go, and I felt like I was ready to play. So. Getting back out there, did you feel like you had some rust to shake off just from missing these last six quarters? And how would you assess your performance tonight? Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't play particularly well. Um, and, um, I mean, it happens. But um, just moving forward, we've got to figure out, find a way to get connected and uh, just make sure everybody's on the same page and um, make sure we're working as a, as a unit is the biggest thing. And um, just moving forward for next week. All right, well, there you have it. Um, so there were no questions about Jihad Carter last night that I heard. He, he looked like he left the game on crutches and um, not not great. Uh, um, just They just keep piling up, and it doesn't get any better. So nope. um, 
Look, the game, as Coach mentioned, obvious disappointment. It's a tough way to send the, the seniors out. Uh, I did see a, a lot of rumblings on Twitter that for the fans that did stay after and uh, part, you know, let uh, I watched the the senior walk and all of the players that participate in the senior walk. You know, they the camaraderie there between the fans that stayed and the players that walked. You know, there was a um, a, a common theme, and that was that. It, they forgot about the game, okay? As bad as it was, uh, to do the senior walk thing is a special thing. Uh, I was at the first one, actually, against Louisville when Eric Dungey, uh, I think that's how the tradition started. So yeah. um, it was. Uh, it's, it's a really cool thing if, if you've never been able to do it. And for the people that stayed to, um, to you know, experience that, then um, that's pretty cool. So it's a special thing. But... Yeah, I digress. Well, I, mean, I don't blame anybody for leaving early. You know, certain I, people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we know. I mean, we know that there's certain people that have left early. We obviously saw that the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. Um. So, and it's an eight o'clock game. So, I'm not going to pile on too much with the you know the people that left because you know you want to have people stay for that to show respect for the players. But really, you know, I, I can understand people leaving. What I can't understand are the people that left. Um didn't give the respect and on top of that went home behind their keyboard and wanted to talk crap about them um that's the issue that i have so yeah we're just kids it's tough yeah and you know and and look this this is this is one you know i said at the beginning coach took responsibility he says we're better than that we got to start tomorrow look I don't know if they can fix it. I don't know. I don't know if going forward things are going to be different. But this is a this is a case of I think the execution is one thing, but if the game plan's not there, it's it's difficult to execute. And um, you know, I think Schrader stayed in longer than I think he should have. I do understand maybe keeping him in there to knock some of the rust off and and just get him some reps and just be able to. Um, get out there and in in kind of a a situation where you know the game the game was out he wasn't out there to to um to you know start some kind of big comeback or anything like that or you know it was just maybe um him getting out there and getting some reps because he'd been sitting for six quarters so I would have liked to have seen him. He did end up with something a laceration on his finger somehow, and uh, it was that was bandaged up uh, post game. And, you know, you could see it on the, um, if you watch the game, you saw that. So I, I don't think it's a, a, that's a huge deal, but, uh, obviously not a hundred percent, Joe, we heard him talk at the end. He's obviously wasn't a hundred percent, but he went anyway. And you wonder if, if maybe should have just waited another week, but in hindsight, right? Uh, I mean, hindsight, <laughs> it doesn't, it's all in hindsight, right? Right. I mean, obviously yeah. he's the one that gives us the best chance to see if this is the issue where, I think that we the Syracuse ends up having right because we have some depth issues and some recruiting issues and stuff like that where, um, you know, may not even be to any fault of our own. But at the end of the day, uh, it's up to the coaches to kind of get these guys, you know, uh, in. And, uh, you know, this is what's kind of bad when you have a situation like, for instance, Schrader in the beginning of the year when everyone was good and. You know, they tailored a scheme and an offense around him and Tucker and some of the other guys, right? Um, problem is, you lose those guys, and now that's not just a plug and play. You know, now you got your guys and your backups coming in. Not that might not necessarily that offense and scheme might not necessarily work to their strengths. 
And, um, you know, I think that that's, that's really what we're seeing that. And obviously the gap of, of depth and all the injuries trying to pile up, but, um, to what, to what Dino said at some point, um, you got to change it up. Uh, and I think that, you know, we kind of get hamstrung a little bit by that. And because again, you get, you lose one guy, you know what I mean? You lose one guy like a Schrader or a Tucker or something like that. And then the next guy doesn't plug in the same way. Mm. And that's just the difference between, you know, teams that can sit there and recruit their guys into their systems and, you know, where we're stuck kind of trying to get the best available, right? So. Yeah, and you're, and you're doing um, the best with what you got. Coach mentioned that too. You know, and it and it's the, it's a thing where it just looks like to me that, that offensively, especially that they're just not on the same page. And you heard you heard Trader, you know, say, you know, we just got to play as a unit. And I just don't think that they're doing that. You know, I mean, Gatson's yeah. getting double teamed constantly. Um, we're still looking for someone to step up. And uh, receiver-wise, um, the offensive line is getting no push. It's a struggle for, for Tucker. And, you know, Kalen Ellis, I mean, he was out. When did he go out? Was it the... Um, was for Pitt, right? It was the first game he wasn't there, right? If I remember right. Yeah, I think he got hurt during Notre Dame and sat okay. Pitt. Um, but yeah, I mean, he came in a little bit later yesterday. But I mean, Enrique Cruz hadn't been that great. I mean, it's just you start to see the mental errors, you know. Um, and again, that's why I think why he brought up. I mean, you could bring up the team and everything, but those guys got to be mentally, you know, locked in and do their job. And uh, you know, you just see. I saw a whole bunch of you start losing and you start getting down. You got players and people that start trying to make big plays and doing things, not not necessarily doing their job. Right. So and then you just got guys that are just like, I'm sorry, but like, and you know, this is you. I was watching it yesterday. And I was like, man, I said, if, if Rhino was healthy this whole year, what would this Sean Tucker look like? Because that yeah. West Ho and it's Max not- Mang, I mean, they just had. I mean, miss block after hold after just, I mean, they're, they're out of position. They're doing the best they can, but there's nobody else. So again, we're trying to plug in these guys to do things that they can't do. Justin Barron, you know, uh, they scored a touchdown where they were supposed to switch. You looked at, I saw Isaiah Johnson, look at him like, what are you doing? Right. There was another touchdown where uh, Jordan, I don't know if it was a touchdown, but Jordan Travis, he was the guy that had the quarterback and he kept it and Justin Barron went inside to go after the running back and Jordan Travis just took off. So um, you started to see people that were getting into their emotions, senior night, lost three in a row. Uh, and they're just trying to make a big play. And by doing that, they're not doing their job. They're leaving their make teammates out to dry. And it's, it's just, it was awful on top of the fact that Florida state was just a horrible matchup for us, especially considering the last four or five games that we've played and you talk about their running attack, but on top of that, the big receivers they have, I mean, we brought in everybody in the box. This is like one of the first times, first games we've done that. Um, and they got two receivers that are just way too big for our corners. So, uh, throw it out to them. Easy touchdown. Um, well, there was, I mean, Deuce, Deuce missed one for a touchdown. I think Isaiah Johnson missed, missed a tackle for a touchdown. No, uh, Jeremiah Wilson. Jeremiah Wilson, that's right. He was the one that got stiff-armed, and he oh, fell. That's right, so, that's right. Yeah, so, I mean, um, mental so errors bad, and right? mistakes. I mean, and players, are, like Coach said, players are out there, they're trying. Um, you, you, I didn't see, it's not like I didn't see trying. a lax, uh-huh. It's what? not like they weren't. Trying. They weren't. They were. They were. It's not. You're right. It's not like they weren't. Um, they were. They were. They were. The effort was there. I feel like the effort was there. The whole but game is sad as it was. They were, they were, they were just doing it wrong. 
Hey, like Coach said, the 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 energy was was focused in the wrong areas, and it, they just weren't playing as a cohesive unit. And they're going. I, look, I don't know how you hit the reset button on this in a week and fix it. I really don't. Going you into well, going into Wake Forest and the penalties. Um, what was it? Ten penalties for seventy-two yards. It's been a huge. Yeah. It's been a huge problem all year. I don't see it getting fixed. Um, like Coach said, this was the this this was most of the crew from the Louisville game and the eighteen penalties. It was most of the crew from the the Clemson game there, um, where we could complain about some calls, but most of these calls are legit. I'm seeing them. I'm seeing yeah. them while I'm watching the game live. And it was the timing too. I mean, a lot of those penalties were just you know timing. I mean, we catch a ball and it, and on our five yard line. Why I don't know. Um, I, I know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes, and then we get a hold that it's half the distance, right? Yeah, and then yeah. the very next, uh, the last um, possession that we had going into half, it was passing passing complete holding, passing complete holding punt declined, right? Um, I mean, the first the first drive coming out of halftime, we start off with a run for five yards, then we get a run for six yards. Supposed to be a first down, turns into an illegal formation, passing complete, passing complete. And it's a three and out for zero yards and it's a minute and 23 seconds. Um, we had 12 drives yesterday and there were, what's that? Three, three four, five, six, six, three and outs. Um, there's only three out of 12 drives that we had were over two minutes. Every other one was less than two minutes. So, um, you know, you're not going to do that. I mean, I mean we had... I thought an opportunity when they came out, they scored and then we had gotten, uh, you know, that field goal, which we really only got the field goal because we got bailed out for, we they got, got a, they got face, a penalty, they face, face mask, right? Penalty, yeah. Right. So we end up going and we get enough, we got a field goal. Then we come back and we get a damn fumble. So we get a chance to actually, okay, we might be able to do something here. It's only 14 to three score a touchdown. Even could've if been, you kick yeah, a field goal. 10, 14 at that point in. Yeah. Well, try the field goal. Right. Right. But what do we do? Pass for negative one yard. Run for negative five yards, sacked for negative six yards, missed field goal. Yeah. And that um, field goal, by the way, that field goal, by the way, looked extremely rushed to me. I don't understand. Like, I didn't, like, if it wasn't a false start, if it was damn close because I didn't feel like everybody was set. It was, like, it just seemed very out of sync. So everything just seemed out of sync, man. Um, yeah. I don't know. Is it 54 yards? I mean, Schmidt hits that with his eyes closed. In the dome, I mean that's why coach sent him out there. He's like, all right, well let's let's just get the guaranteed three. Schmidt's been on fire all year. There's no way he misses this thing. And lo and behold, like a just a sloppy set, and, a, and just the whole thing just didn't this didn't look right from from yeah. from the beginning. And 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 our penalties were legit, but I think the issue that I had, and I'm not saying this because I think that it would have changed the game or anything like that. But I saw about three to five holds that they did not call for for or on Florida State, so to speak. I mean, one of their first longer runs on the sideline, Jahad Carter was obviously held. Yeah, and they didn't call anything. Um, I thought that uh, one of the sacks that um, that Schrader, when he got sacked, I think by Jared Verse, there was a linebacker that came in, lowered his head, and I thought that was a some type of targeting yeah, or something like that. It. So, I mean, there were some things there that they did miss. So that's where, you know, I don't like the discrepancy portion of it. Um, 
as far as you know i don't mind that they called the ones that we you know that we that we had because they were legit but i was more upset at the blatant ones that they missed on the others not to say that it would have changed the outcome of the game um just saying that you know they definitely missed some some easy ones there on the Florida State. Yeah, I mean, you know, we right, and it's worth mentioning. But at the end of the day, it's a freaking mess. Sorry, no, yeah, I mean, I'm like I said, it's not going to change the outcome of the game. But again, fair is fair. Fair is fair, and, and it's, it, right, absolutely. So, uh, you know, with the injuries piling up, uh, like Joe says, you know, they they um, need to evolve. I mean, the unit needs to evolve. Essentially, be you know. With the coaches game planning and making this thing a little bit more streamlined for who you have in there. And they have failed at being yep. able to do that, Joe. Uh, there's mm-hmm. a lot of experience. There's a lot of knowledge on this team. There's a lot of um, high IQ football guys on this team. But if you're not directing them to w- where they need to be and what they need to be doing, then you're not utilizing them. And you sometimes have to maybe uh, call an audible on your on your on what your identity is, and obviously that hasn't been done. And I understand the criticism for it, and I think uh, you know, coach took all of the responsibility, and uh, I understand it. I understand. Look, I'm pissed too. I mean, I understand everybody getting extremely upset about that game. My son was the most upset. My 15 year old. He was the most upset I seen him during a game. It, I, I I couldn't tell you when he was pissed. I had to I had to tell him to go just go to bed. He was pissing me off. So it was tough to watch. It was it was it was terrible. It was frustrating, and it's and the coaches take responsibility for it. But the fire Baber stuff has fired back up, and I just think that's a that's a wild overreaction right now. Um, this coach this 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 these coaches are new with each other too you know they are learning each other's skill sets and things like that too and sometimes it takes a little while to figure out what do you do fire babers then what start over again we got good offensive coordinator we got a good defensive coordinator i feel like the coaches the the talent on the coaching staff is there you just got to um they just got to figure it out. And I mean, it ain't going fig- to get figured out. I'm going to Wake Forest next week. Okay. That's my birthday trip. Going oh, there. so am I. I know. Oh, coincidence. Maybe we'll see each other. Maybe. So, <laughs> so it doesn't deter me from going. Of course, I want to go and watch a win. Anything could still happen. I'm not saying that, uh, you know, they're going to get their asses handed to them. But I'm going to tell you what, that's going to be difficult to fix everything and to see this thing streamlined within a week. And coach says it starts tomorrow. Well, it should have started like three weeks ago. Like it, this, this, like the taking responsibility and all of this, all of these things should have started a long time ago. And I understand. Well, but what do you do? I understand when though too. Someone's got Joe, a high ankle sprain and you don't know, know if he's going to play I, or not. I know. Right? I, I, In the middle I totally of the week, you're just going to change everything. I totally get it. Well, look, that's why I'm not a coach because I'm not, I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But he is. They are, and they're getting paid for it. So that I mean that's that's all. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying. No, I get it. I'm not saying that um, that it's that it's should have been already done, and we should be cruising through wins right now. Look, FSU was a terrible matchup for us. I tried to stress that uh, we had to do the show freaking twice. So I don't worse know, than I, Clemson and Pitt. 
Worse, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a terrible matchup. And I can't remember which show I said it in, either the show that never aired or maybe I said it in the show that we did the following day because the other one just never aired. But, um, yeah, I was worried about that because the, I think the matchup is terrible. So, right. you know, getting, we're getting run over. For, this four straight weeks in a row um, where our defense just got hammered with the run game okay it was 930 yards in the last four games rushing by opponents that's an average of 232 and a half a game that's a lot that's a lot that's not going to get fixed uh thankfully the the next two teams i think are a better matchup for us and that's that's where i that's where i remain optimistic i think florida state at this point in their game this year is an absolute nightmare for syracuse just way too dude they're they are they are talented as hell on offense man yeah like i and they've only been getting better they've been evolving yes yes dude jordan travis runs for one throws for a couple catches one this dude's doing it all i mean what is he not doing you know what i mean how do you how do you how do you match that how do you contend with solid dude yeah solid big time so um and it's just it's it's unfortunate because these next two games they're on the road, so now you're talking about two road games at the end of the season where it's going to be colder out, which we're not used to doing. You know, is playing out in, in in the elements. But then on top of that, yeah, these two were better matchups because guess what? They're passing teams. They're not running teams. They're not going right. to line up and just run that's down your throat I, because yeah. that's not what they've been doing. Right. But at this point. Garrett Williams is out for the season. Jahad Carter is most likely most not likely. playing next yeah. week. Yeah. So now, by the time we get to these, like these are two teams that we would have been way better off playing earlier in the season. But now, Absolutely. because of the situation that we're in, I don't even know how our pass defense is going to hold up. Because I'm telling you right now, I mean, even this Boston College, this kid, Emmett Moorhead, has thrown for over 300 yards the last two games for Boston College, and they yeah, just beat NC sudden, State yesterday. All of a sudden, they're awesome. Isn't that great? I don't want to say it, yeah, but I'm saying. <laughs> no, you know what I'm gotten, saying. Yeah. 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 It's difficult. So, well, I think I think when you look at the is, time of this go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you were I was done. just saying this this all echoes the, how important that going back to that podcast the preview for NC State. How important it was to get that I remember us talking about how how important it was to get that win because I'd said that if we didn't get that NC State win that mm. I was afraid that we were going to be 5 and 6 going into Boston College. Yeah, well, it looks like that's that could have been the case. Now, when you look at timing and things like that, I think four out of the last five games of the season um, are definitely impacted by timing. And I think from Notre Dame, Pitt, Wake Forest, and Boston College are all games that that are you could switch this schedule around any way you want. I think, and you could say the same thing. But for us. The way the the way we um, we're fragile, man. God dang it, we're <laughs> the team's fragile, bro. Well, but here's yeah. here's another thing. Wake Forest defense is is um, they're thin too. So uh, with that said, that's another thing to remain optimistic about. Okay, at least a little bit. They they're they're letting through a lot of points, and um, 
like Joe said, they're not going to. Sam Hartman's he's struggled. He he's going to put up points, man. He's going to be able to put up some points. They're going to toss this the is, ball for sure. Yeah, yeah. This isn't a, isn't a Wake Forest preview, but I'm just trying to just be. A, I'm just trying to remain optimistic on a couple fronts, and that is that they are a little thin on defense. Um, that helps us on offense. I think the defensive matchup for Syracuse is probably the best since Wagner. No, probably NC State, I guess. But you could you could honestly say Wagner. Uh, okay, NC State because of a <laughs> backup quarterback. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, look, we we, uh, we we put this one in the books. We still got a bowl game. Um, it's not satisfying enough for me at this point to say, well, we got a bowl game. Um, I know that it, it's it's great. And when we Joe and I can agree to disagree about the um, the you know the importance of the game or whatever, and you know when you start six and zero, you start just raising those expectations. And here we are at six and four, and we've got two games left in the regular season to um, make some noise. You know, so uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see what happens. What happened? Um, all right, Joe, are you ready to do Colgate real quick? Because here's the deal. Would, huh? Okay, all right. I was gonna, okay. I was gonna let you talk. Okay, yeah. Um, so uh, let's do Colgate. I didn't tell. I didn't. We didn't discuss that before the show, so I didn't want to blindside you. Uh, but well, let's do some Colgate stuff. And I think what we'll probably do is do the Wake Forest preview and Colgate post game on Wednesday, Joe. Makes sense. Yeah, because otherwise we're going to be doing a yep. a show either at 10 o'clock at night right after the game or while the game's going on. So, all right, yeah. the all-time series between Syracuse and Colgate sits at 127-46 to 46 in favor of the Orange. We all remember the upset last year that Colgate pulled off, a 185 embarrassment that pretty much defined the season for Syracuse after the Raiders knocked down 18 threes in that game. Gerard, Buddy, Edward, Swider, and Jimmy, your five starters for that game, Gerard with 27 points and Jimmy and 10 rebounds in the loss. So uh, Colgate, so far this year, they had a season opener loss to Buffalo, 88-87. They beat Brown 77-68. to 68. They're actually playing... Uh, today, right now, as we're doing this show against Wells College. So they're going to have three games under their belt by the time we play them on Tuesday at 7. Uh, they've got three returning starters from last year's team. Fifth-year senior uh, Tucker Richardson, who is, swept the Patriot postseason awards and player of the year and all this defense player of the year. Um, he's, he's the only player in program history to reach 1,000 points, 500 assists, and 40, 400 rebounds. Uh, so he's a problem. Then the fifth-year senior, Oliver Lynch-Daniels, is uh, also coming back. He led the Patriot League in three-point um, shooting percentage with 54.5. He was 48 for 88. Uh, Ryan Moffitt is the other one, uh, two-year starter. He returns for his senior season. He's another guy that can knock down some shots. Uh, at he, 52%, he finished from field goal percentage last year. So, um, is the second guy really here? Do what? Well, I was just looking at it. That second I'll, guy that you just mentioned, I don't think he's with the team anymore. Since when? Oliver I mean, Lynch Daniels? Yeah. Okay. I just don't see him in any box scores this year. All right. Well, call me a hot dog and dip me in mustard. So, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
so those, I guess, besides Oliver Lynch, th- that's who's returning. Um, but what else can you tell us, Joe? So, so Tucker Richardson, he's their guy. Um, yeah. This dude's a fifth-year senior, obviously talented. I think he's like 6'5". He's a 6'5 guard. Uh, yeah. And he's a maniac. So what else we got? He is. Um, you know, last year I think it was just a perfect storm because uh, Colgate, you know, I went, I went ahead and I looked at the, uh, uh, the box score from last year. And obviously, you know, um, Tucker had a good game um, against us. But also the other uh, two that really were the main guys there that kind of led that uh, – kind of led that game was um was nelly cummings and um jack turd ferguson and uh those guys um you know ferguson had 25 points he had six of 13 from three nelly cummings six of 13 from three 18 points and richard said he only had 11 um so when i went back and really looked at it the main guys that i saw returning um keegan records um, 6'10", 250 senior, played 18 minutes a game last year, or 18 minutes in the game that we played against him last year. Tucker Richardson, 6'5", senior, played 33 minutes. Ryan Moffitt, 6'7", senior, played 32 minutes. Um, and then off the bench, Sam Thompson, 6'9", and Jeff Woodward, 6'11". Um, they came out and played a little bit. Thompson only played about eight minutes. Uh, Woodward played about 20. But um, the biggest thing that I see from this team – versus last year is that I think that the fact that their guard play, I mean, their guards were, I mean, you could argue more athletic than our guards and our athleticism, you know, team by team was a lot close, closer last year than this year. And now when I look down the board and I'm looking at the guards that, that are, you know, that they're rolling with this year, I mean, they're, they're relying on a true freshman, Braden Smith, a six foot freshman, uh, to come in and play the point guard with everyone else around him. So, um, realistically, uh, you know, obviously Ferguson um, graduated. Nelly Cummings actually used uh, his momentum of his season last year, and he actually transferred um, to Pittsburgh and is playing his last year uh, as a Pittsburgh Panther this year. So, um, re- I just don't see the same Colgate team. They got obviously Tucker Richardson's a problem, and they got some big boys. Uh, but I don't see us playing that much zone against them. I don't see us allowing them to beat us with the three-pointers. But then at the same time, last year, the guys, the two guys that hit a total of 12 threes aren't there anymore. So overall, I just think we have a more athletic team. We're going to see more of like the rotation um, that, that, that we've been seeing um, and a little bit more man-to-man and, and two three zone and switching it up uh but as long as we don't get just dominated by the boards and we just have a super awful game like our guards are more athletic this year than than they were um last year and like i said with this type of height and then you throw in a nelly cummings and then ferguson who could hit threes from wherever that was a good colgate team last year and um yeah they're just i don't i don't i don't see them as the same team um, so, Oliver Lynch Daniels, by the way, no, they're not the same team, but he is on the roster and he is all over Colgate Twitter. So maybe, oh, okay. he's, maybe he's injured. He so, might be, but you're right. He's not in any of the box scores. So, um, anyway, 
It's not the same team. Look, I really think that last year's look, last year's team. Did I say look twice? Last year's I think so. <laughs> last year's team was not good. It just wasn't good. It wasn't good. I feel I feel like they did some things well, but they just weren't they just weren't consistent and it just it was just this this game. I remember not poo-pooing the loss but trying to remain optimistic about this team last year after this loss and just being like in the back of my head being like man I, I, I felt like I was on the island all by myself and uh, everybody's like oh this team's gonna be terrible we're not gonna make the tournament and you know it's like it's the last thing you want to like jump to after a loss you know against a team yeah. you should have beat you know what I mean they've been beating no. them since the 60s I think Jim Beheim was like 30 something in one and the one was last year you know so it's like uh, I, I think that, you know, there's not, there's, there, you, you want to say, because Gerard played great in that game. I don't know if I remember right, Buddy was terrible. And I don't, I don't have a box score in front of me. Usually I'll pull that up. But I think Buddy was terrible. I remember thinking, man, freaking, that was awful. That was awful. But Gerard looked good uh, with his 27 points and all that. So um, it's a game that Gerard's going to remember. And he played well. But I think, you know, I don't think this is going to be something that we should really have to worry about this year. No, as, as no, far as they, as far as the way that they shot and things like that, and we know that you know the the uh, the way that they shot those threes and, and getting them to fall like that, it just that's an anomaly. I just it's not going to happen. Like you said, they, they're not going to play zone. This team's going to we're going to see a lot of man to man this year. It's going to be something. Talk about evolving. Um, w- with the times or with the situations, I think Coach Beheim in his forty seventh year is is going to do that. So well, it's going to be well, yeah. it's going to be fun to to experience. I think. Buddy actually played all forty minutes and had nineteen points, uh, seven to sixteen shooting. So he didn't really play awful. Oh, okay. Um, but I think a lot of it was Jesse and the fact that I think their big guys um, kind of gave him some problems. So uh, they out rebounded us. They played us a little bit better, you know, and I think. Don't get me wrong. I, I remember last year the same thing. I'm like, I remember going to work and being like, man, we just like freaking Colgate put up 100 on us and we lost by 15. So at the end of the day, like I can understand being a little, um, you know, upset about it as a Syracuse fan for sure last year. And I know traditionally, too, I remember going through uh, non-conference schedules and you know, in the years where we were always going to the tournament, it was like we would lose one or two games max in non-conference, right? We'd get out of non-conference at 10-2, 11-2, and something like that. And, you know, so when you drop a damn – drop a game to Colgate, um, then, yeah, that really doesn't give you, you know, that good of a start, you know? And then, you know, we lose to Georgetown. I mean, there's just – you know, we got to have a better non-conference this year. And, and last year, like you said, coming out of – a non-conference schedule where we had five losses going into ACC play, like more times than not, I don't think we're making the tournament if that's how it goes. So, yeah, it's just, it wasn't great. You know, we got a slate. Honestly, I think this year's is, is, isn't exactly the easiest non-conference I've seen. So I don't know what the hell, I don't know what the hell Georgetown or Monmouth looks like, but, um, you know, got some games in here that are that are tough, and we'll just see. 
We'll just see. I don't even know who this team is yet, so we'll see. None of us do. I know. That's but I know thing. we're more athletic and better defensively already than last year's. Yep. All right. So we will look forward to that on Tuesday, and we will be back again. We will be back here on Wednesday to talk about Wake Forest, and we will talk about uh, the game against Colgate. So as of right now, it's time to hear from you. To hear from you, the loud mouths from the loud house. All right, you guys know what to do at the end of every game. I ask for your thoughts on said game, and we talk about them here. Look, it wasn't great, we know. Um, so we're not going to dwell on a whole lot. And I haven't looked at these, so. <laughs> you were so, you did so good last time. I did. Uh, I did. And by the way, last there could be a reason why you did good last time is because there was like I don't think there was any audio, so, uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, we're gonna look at them live, live, live. All right, so here we go. Let's let's start with Twitter. Um, and as soon as this mouse starts working, let's start with at Angular eighteen ten total embarrassment completely outmatched. Could see it from the opening drive. Something shifted after that pick six to open up against Notre Dame. Do we win another game this year? Glad we don't have another home game in the Dome this year. Usually I'm glass half full guy, but that was bad. So, and then he goes on. Six. Six completed passes. I mean, wow. Wow. Bring on basketball, please. Yeah, the, the stats on the day, not great. And um, on either side of it for for Syracuse. So, um, and you know what? Unfortunately, I don't have the day. Oh, here it is. <clears throat> yeah, six for sixteen for sixty-five yards. And and by the way, very very um, hesitant to do much outside of the pocket for Garrett Schrader, which. Obviously not like him. And, you know, he, he calls... This says 10 carries for negative two yards. So, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, the actual the actual number of carries there. But um, there was times where he was just... There was just nothing. He was just wasn't... Obviously not as mobile as, as, he, as he could be. So, I don't know no. where he is on the healing process, but just visually, to me... It wasn't there. Well, and you know, that's the thing too, is I looked at some of the things like and I try to dissect it because overall you look at the offense and yeah, overall not didn't look good. Right. But when I look at like first down on our drives that we had for like, you know, the whole game, you know, I see it run for four yards, run for five yards, run for 16 yards, run for five yards, run for four yards, run for seven yards. Like, it looked like they made a point to try to get it to Sean Tucker and he was getting four or five yards, but then there was a hold or a legal formation or then the next two play calls would be crap. Um, and, you know, there's certain things that I also looked at to where, you know, you, you scratch your head and you ask questions because like Anthony Queeley, he's been playing, he's been starting at receiver the last two years, right? And Sean Tucker's been pretty successful the last two years. Um, 
he's completely gone. And I don't know if that's just because he doesn't have a crazy, like if he's not good at routes or pass catching ability, or if it was the change of the offense and everything. Um, but this guy was a senior. He's been playing. And I know that, you know, you know, he leaves a little bit to be desired when it comes to the route running and catching the ball. But he was out there for blocking. And there were several plays that you've seen, not only just yesterday, but the games prior to where we try to get the ball outside and receivers can't even hold blocks. DeMarcus Adams missed like two or three blocks yesterday that resulted in negative plays where it probably would have been a positive play if he could have held his block. Um, so again, there's just certain things you see where you, yeah, you wonder what the play call is and, and, and why we're doing certain things. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, I don't understand why we just don't dumb it down a little bit, get the guys in there that are going to be able to block and do what works, make it a little bit easy. You know, I mean, we have a, a zero all out blitz yesterday and we can't even just get somebody to do a quick slant and get the ball out of the, you know, two second throw Something it's like everything's got to yeah. be downfield we're not making it easy our offensive coordinators or our coaches or whoever are just not making it easy they're making it more difficult for what our what our players can can deal with especially with the injuries um that we're dealing with right now so it's just unfortunate but some of these things i mean some of these plays are dead in the water before we <laughs> i mean you could feel it you could feel it. It was the, the air was let out of the balloon so fast that I mean you you knew you. Aronde missed some some blocks. I mean he gets put into a tight end situation where he goes and goes in motion sometimes and blocks. He's not a tight end, you know. No, I know he's, he's out there right. for his pass catching ability, but um, you know it's just starting off six zero. I think everyone had their confidence there, and everyone was you know they were they bought in and they were doing what they were supposed to do because they were winning. And then sometimes when you start losing, people go rogue. People start losing confidence. People well, start don't. trying to do stuff for themselves, and that's when this type of stuff gets ugly. That's what you, that's what you worry about is losing the locker room, and, and, and I don't know if this is that type of team. And you heard Garrett talk about, you know, i got to play as a unit. So, look, we'll just have to see what happens going forward. At JC, JCM Matt, I guess, James. Let's call him James. Only highlight of the night, fingers crossed, the basketball team has improved. Um, tonight was an absolute S show. Uh, the he's got a he's got a uh, Carmelo Anthony gif here. Uh, so Carmelo was there, and that was that was great, I guess. But um, if that's the highlight, we got a problem at Biggest Cues fan. So it turns out that non-call on the out-of-bounds changed the entire narrative of the season, that and Schrader's injury, and we caught Florida State at the wrong time. That's about it. The I guess the the uh, I guess they're talking about that rough in the passer call against Clemson, I think. I think yep. that's what he's talking about. So yep. uh, look, there's a couple things. We just heard we just heard um, right before that talking about the pick six at Clemson. You know, um, that was a defining moment. There's a lot of things that you can point to, and maybe none of them even matter, other than the injuries and being able to put together a cohesive plan going forward. And not saying it's easy, but that just seems to be the um, the issue. Just not just it's a totally different team, and I feel like they're still you know like you said looking downfield. Like it's just not there. Like we've got to make this thing a little bit more. Um, 
elementary. And I'm not saying yeah. to dumb it down because the players are too stupid to understand it. I'm just saying it's got to be a little bit more um, pedestrian than what you're used to. Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, if the basic plays aren't working, what's going to make you think that the trick plays or some other flashy play, you know, it's just, I don't, I don't know. It's just tough. Like, even, like I said yesterday, they had that, that counter play where, you know, Schrader, he hands it off and, and then, then goes, goes out, out and block. lead blocks, right? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he did, he did a great job because he was, and this is the play that I was talking about with Demarcus Adams. Mm-hmm. Demarcus Adams didn't, uh, I mean, I don't even know if he touched this guy. I don't think he did. Next, next thing you know, Tucker, minus two, three, four yards, whatever. So, again, I mean, sometimes you got to just hand it off, just line up. Like, you see all these other teams just lining up and handing it off. Like, I don't understand why we can't do that same thing. I don't understand we gotta, why we got a lineman, an ex-offensive lineman in there at fullback going in motion and having to run out and try to block some of these guys that he clearly just can't handle. I don't know why we're getting blitzed and we don't have enough guys on the line to block the people that are coming and everyone we're running everyone's running 10 and 15 yard routes. I mean, these things just they it makes me scratch my head. Um at Robert Labello, uh one-on-one tackling was absolutely horrible. We got we got big bodied penalty penalties destroyed us just like all year. Yeah. Um at No Blanchard 44. Sean Tucker is likely returning next year. This is all orange. P.S. Touchdowns are when you cross the goal line with possession of the football and are worth six points, just in case anyone forgot. So, yeah, it's been eight quarters since Syracuse scored a touchdown. That that is a little surprising to me. So we couldn't even get in at the end. We couldn't even get it in at the yes at the very end. LeQuint Allen had a chance at the one yard line. Correct. I mean, what? I mean, I think we had a time. Did we have a timeout? Could we have not just called the timeout to get a touchdown to try to do something? I, mean, I don't know. Like Coach mentioned it in his presser, and he basically said, you know, it didn't. At the end of the day, it didn't matter. It would have been nice to get in there, but it it, it didn't. What's it going to do? I think was kind of maybe give it. some people some confidence. The under was going to hit regardless. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> just get us a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm with you. You want to see him get in the end zone, right? I mean, we've got what a total of twelve points in two games. This this right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's brutal. That's brutal. When you when you put that into perspective with the numbers, it's absolutely brutal. And right. you know, well, you talk the, about giving Tucker give Tucker the ball, give Tucker the ball. Give Tucker, well, Tucker's getting the ball. He can't, unfortunately. He can, he's not Superman. As much as we'd like to believe he is, he's not. He's he needs he needs something, um, and some help for crying out loud. He can't do it all himself, and it's just that's where we're at. And you got to get a little bit more creative with some of these things, and to be able to and people got to freaking pick up pick up blocks and um, help. I don't know. Well, you know I mean, they can pick up blocks not without holding. But they can, I mean, and that's really what it is. And that's the frustrating thing is, is the beginning, okay, I can get it. It's a feeling out process stuff, you know, and, and we get a field goal and then we get a turnover and, and we get a chance to possibly get back into the game. And then that's just when it was penalty after penalty. Like, it's hard to even, like, I know that I have my own thoughts about the offensive play calling and being able to dumb it down, making things a little bit easier. But I don't even know how these, how these, drives would have ended 
without these penalties that just ended him for us or these sacks that just ended him for us. We'll never know. Nope. That's my point, though. Yeah, I know. You can blame this, but if this, then this, I I mean, I don't know. That's where they are, the old ifs and buts. Chicken or the egg, right? Yeah, I mean, the hell. Um, Let's see. At uh, Stellate23, numb. Don't feel Schrader hasn't been himself since that one bad tackle at Clemson. Not sure why they didn't bring on CDR. Uh, Our defense is great, but undersized in the last several games. Still is pain. Yeah, I mean, it's painful. It was painful. It continues to be painful. And I don't know... um, I don't know if when the pain ends. <laughs> At David Seven W, the, the war chant while we had an injured player on the field was a disgrace. I stayed and said goodbye to our seniors. And sh- good job, David. By the way, uh, stayed and said goodbye to our seniors and showed my appreciation. Had a cool moment with Michael. So that's awesome. And yes. Michael was one of the guys I was talking about in in the beginning, uh, or at some point on the front end of the show. Um, who did mention that, you know, uh, how special that moment is for those guys to go around, do the senior walk, and, and, and get to talk to the fans that do stay. It means a lot to those guys. And at, at the end of the day, it's, it is just a game. Uh, you hate to, you know, you hate to say, well, it's just a game. You right. know, but it's true. It's just a game, and uh, the relationships made, and, and the, especially with the way um, – you know, they our team gets to interact with the seniors like that. I think it's a special thing. And yeah, you know, I mean, look, you want to win, yeah. You want to at least make it close, yeah. But at the end of the day, um, we got three games. Uh, that was the last home game, obviously. But you know, if you can go on the road and support, or if you can, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. It means a ton to those guys. And uh, there's no quit in this team. So as fans, I don't think we should quit on them. No, they're gonna they keep got the going, harder dude. job. Yeah, they're going to keep going. I mean, like I said, we're both going to the Wake Forest game, and it's going to be high thirties, low forties outside at eight o'clock. Be there till eleven, eleven thirty, and we're still going even after last week or yesterday and what we saw. Um, kudos to the play, uh, to the fans that stayed back. Like I told you, I understand that there's circumstantial things with certain fans that um, that left early. Yeah, and my beef is basically the, the the guys that are doing. You know, you see a post on Facebook or on Twitter that are like. Thank you, seniors. This is, and then you hear nothing but fans bashing them. Like these are kids decided to come here. You know, I mean, I don't understand what the negative, negative negativity towards them is. I can understand being negative towards the players. Yes, towards the the players. If you want to be negative towards the coaches, you can be negative towards the coaches all all day long. If you want to sit here and say, "Oh, we got to get this bro fire Babers because X, Y, and Z," or he can't recruit, or we do, we've been hearing the same thing since the end of Pascaloni's tenure. With every coach that's came in. So, again, you know, I like to remind people, Doug Marone went 500 in four years. 500 in four years. That's six and six. It's probably what we're going to be this year. Six and six he went, pretty much. I mean, I know he had some some bowl game wins in there, but I think he was 26 for 26. Either way, he was 500 and he got an NFL coaching job. Okay, that should tell you all you need to know about this this job. This job is not a pretty one in the Power Five compared to all the other Power Fives. We have some things that hamstring us in being able to compete with a Clemson 
and a Notre Dame and a Pittsburgh and an NC, all these teams back to back to back, especially a Clemson and in a Notre Dame. So, um, I mean, we can talk about chicken, egg, this, this, that. You can continually bitch about the coaches. That's fine. Everyone that I've seen since 2000 that's come in hasn't been able to do it. And after three or four years, the people say the same thing. Um, so, again, we talked about it last year. Is it the destination? Or, sorry, we talked about it last week. Is it the destination or is it the coaches? Or are they just doing the best they can? But regardless, I don't care. Like, any any fan who's going to leave and then go trash those kids – I'm sorry. Like I got no respect for you whatsoever. Well, I don't either. It just makes people feel better to to. And how does that be, help? It doesn't help at all. But they don't care. So, you know, that's the problem. That's the some of the problems with the the social media stuff. And you know, look. That's the problem with instant gratification in inst- this. Well, and, well, that that could be that could be part of it. But I, in I the think society that, that we live. Well, in I think that I think that the platforms that we have just snowball those types of feelings because. I mean, let's be honest. Fans have been nasty before, you know, the 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 instant gratification crowd started. Like, it's just it's just things move so much quicker now. No, and they're a lot louder. Yeah, you see so much more because of just the technology. It just I think it might feel that way, but uh, you know, it's always been there. And I mean, honestly, there's been time. Look, I would never get on. I would never, even if I didn't do the show, I would never get on there and like t- t- trash the players. I think that's just, it's just like you said. What does that help? It, does, it doesn't help anybody. It doesn't, doesn't help, help anybody. anybody. I'll tell you what, it doesn't help the recruits that went to that game. Yeah, I know. See right? that it's on bad enough. Media. It's bad enough they went to that game and had to watch what happened, you know? And, right. uh, and, what, that's, the, and that's just the difference. I remember back, way back, Dick McPherson. When they ended up coming up and they ended up, what, almost winning the national championship with Donnie McPherson, he came in second place voting in Heisman. And that was really what started Syracuse in that, you know, the 87 around, you know, that type of era, you know, that type of um, time frame, you know, late 80s. But before that, he wasn't doing good. And guess what? There was no social media. There was no, like, Internet to go on and crap about. There was a radio show that probably somebody called in on. And then guess what? If you didn't like the coach, guess what you had to do? You had to buy a ticket, you had to go to the game, and then you had to show up with brown bags over your head, or you had to go to the game and boo the coach and boo this and show your disdain that way. But you were still buying a ticket and going. Nowadays, you got these people that just don't even go to the game and sit there and just hide behind their damn keyboards and just talk all this trash. And then to kids, nonetheless. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's like... And I don't sorry. really know how it just brings me back to the Mike Gundy, up, but... the Mike Gundy rant all the time <laughs> a couple years ago. Oh yeah, that was yeah. When he when he well he was excoriating the media, right? Because they were going after kids, right? Yeah. You want to blame someone? Blame me. I'm, I'm a grown. I'm, I'm a grown man. I'm forty years old. No, I'm not yet, but almost. <laughs> but either way, right? Like that's just the situation. I, I just I can't. It's disgusting to me when you have these kids that all they're doing. You know what I mean? You get a scholarship offer, no fault of your own, through this school. They decide to go to this school and play their ass off for three to four to five years. And just because the record doesn't live up to your expectations, no matter the reason. By the way, a 40-year-old Mike Van Gundy still looks older than me at 44. So I'm just saying. (laughs) Van Gundy. Yeah, Mike Gundy. Yeah. So uh, I'm just saying. But um, look – uh, also, one of the better press conferences besides every Coach Beheim press conference. So, 
All right, let's move on to Facebook. Uh, David, starts with the fact that the defense never gives up and plays their butts off, gets turnovers, backups play just as hard if needed, offense does nothing with the turnovers, Schrader was obviously still hurt and couldn't throw on the run. I don't know. I I just don't know where the offense went. Missing guys on the O line makes a huge difference in the timing. Still better record than most, though, but upsetting. Yes. So the one thing I take out of this, let's see. Um, the, yeah, we 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 got that ball. That that missed field goal was off of a turnover, was it not? The fifty-four yarder where we went backwards in in well, three, that's what I was saying. three was consecutive when, when they, plays, and then we end up with a fifty-four yard attempt that's missed. So, uh, the, well, that's what I said. That's why even even though the first three drives, right, three, the first three drives was what is it? Three plays for seven yards and a punt, minute thirty-three. Three yards, or sorry, three plays, negative ten yards, a minute fifty-seven and a punt. Three plays, six yards, a minute 40, and a punt. That was our first three drives in the first quarter. And, you know, I think Florida State went up to a 14-0 lead. We get the ball, and because of um, because of a face mask, we end up getting into field goal range. A couple plays, too, whatever. Kick a field goal, get it to 14-3. There was a big Tucker run in there. I think his, his, one of his long run was was on that stretch. And, and so then... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He started the we started the drive out with a 16 yard run from yeah. Tucker, yeah. And then 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 there was a face mask and everything like that. But when we There's, kicked it off, two plays later we get the we get the fumble, and now we're in field goal range. We can go get a touchdown and make it 14 10. We can get a field goal, make it 14 6. Still, still a one possession game, and <laughs> we had a pass for negative one. We had a run for negative five, and then we got sacked for negative six. That ended up being. Three plays for negative 12 yards, and then we missed a field goal. So, I mean, after that, it was like wins out of our sails, and then there was just a penalty almost every – I think there was a penalty for the next three uh, possessions that we had going into overtime and then even the – Coming out of halftime. Coming oh, out of halftime, yeah, we had a yeah. run for five yards. We had a run for there six yards positive, for a first down. Positive but then plays, it was a legal formation. Goes back to second and ten. And it's like you just right back to square one. So positive plays in and penalties is like a kick right in the nuts every time. And that was the worst game all year that we did that. The worst by far. I mean, we've had penalties. We'd have a little false starts and crap like that. But I don't care. Holding is 10 yards. You go backwards. Um, we had too many of those. And too many of those in a timely situations. I mean, penalties probably stalled four to five of our drives yesterday. And that's the worst all year. And like I said, it is not, that's not why we lost the game, <laughs> but right, it'd yeah. be nice to be able to play a clean game. And that's why I said, like, I didn't think once you get emotionally into it, right. Senior night, everyone's emotions are going. We've lost three straight. I think they start to, they start to lose it here. They're just trying to make plays and they stop, they stop thinking about stuff. And like what Schrader said, they're not, they're not playing cohesively. Uh, defense made a whole bunch of blunders where guys were in there trying to make plays instead of doing what they were supposed to do. I, I mentioned Justin Barron. Um, and like I said, how many times does Wes Ho need to mess up before you get him out of there? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know. know. Maybe the, maybe the alternative is even worse. I mean, we don't, you know, we don't Well, know. Max Main came in in last year and the year before and played okay. So I don't, I don't really understand that portion of it either. Um, so again, a lot of these questions, like I spoke about Anthony Queeley being able to block earlier, and that's the main reason why he was out there last year was to block as a receiver. Um, but maybe with this quarterback coach and this offensive coordinator, 
is the reason why we see different personnel and it's why we see better things in some areas and worse things in others. And I think that's partly has a lot to do with Sean Tucker this year. Uh, all right. Top fan, top fan, Dominic on Facebook. We look worse than last season, and I was supposed to be this guru. I'm starting to lose faith in Dino's ability to game plan, regardless of who the offensive coordinator is. His staff also can't recruit consistently on the offensive side of the ball, and that was supposed to be Baber's strength. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of this. I mean, I'm not the recruiting thing. I'm not even going to get into because it does. It doesn't. <laughs> it creates. It creates a. Um, it creates a. It's just a. That's a rabbit hole. We we did that. We already did it. I mean, I feel like yep. we 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 talked about it in length, and um, you know, you can you could put all the blame on the coaches for at least for for this one, and probably more, obviously. But I think I think that's obvious that that there's an issue with the game plan, and also coach realized it, and he he was one of the first things he said in his press conference. So. With that said, uh, it, it, once you know what the problem is, the next step is, is how do you fix it? And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that they've known what the problem is for the past couple of weeks, and they're having a hard time fixing it. And is that because Garrett Trader's on the fence the past couple of weeks? Is it, is it because they, they weren't expecting to have to use Del Rio you know, last week against Pitt for the whole game? I mean, who? I don't know. I don't, Are they I, apprehensive to change it, a whole bunch of stuff up? I mean, I yeah. mean there's a lot of things, right? Like, you're going to well, change everything up? I think Even they, having all these guys play a certain scheme, are we going to change it up for Del Rio Wilson just for Schrader to come back two weeks? You know, I mean... Well, like I said, uh, you know, they, they, there's enough talent in, in football IQ on this team. I feel like, you know, you, you, mm. you can... That's your job. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. I don't coach, I don't coach a D1 football team. That's why. You coach a D1 football team. That's your job. So <laughs> that's, I mean, I, I don't know how else to put it. You, you're, you're the coach. You, you're going to have to figure it out. You got three games left in a bowl game. Like, can you imagine this team being, is like, picture, picture what you saw last night in a bowl game. Like, okay, we no. get to go to a bowl game. Oh. I won't. I'm not going to do it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> not going to do it. Like, like, oh, we get to go to a bowl game. Like, pfft. Like, that's See, that's. That's, that's and that's where I think. I mean, I'm not saying that this is where I think like that they're not trying. They're not trying to win. It's not games, what I'm saying. What you, I'm saying is, is if you don't three. figure it out, then you are going to end up. First of all, with this said, Florida State awful matchup. But if you don't figure it out in the product that we've been seeing, if that's what it's going to be for the for the remainder of the year, that's going to be a huge problem. That's all I'm saying. I don't think it's going to be. I think that somewhere, somehow, this, these things turn around. Does it happen in a week for Wake Forest? I don't know. I'd be hard-pressed to believe that. But uh, what we're seeing is abysmal, to say mm-hmm. the least. You know, we're going to be shivering our asses off figuring, <laughs> trying to figure it out, that's for <laughs> so sure. Ones. I mean, it's, look, there's going to be two, three-week gap between you know our last game and going to a bowl. So we're going to have time in those practices to be able to get maybe some of the younger guys coached up, maybe change some things up. Um, I mean, that's probably where I'd be most most confident um, is getting to that. I mean, we're at a, we're going to be in a bowl game, so uh, it, it's tough to just change stuff up in the middle of the season in a week. I guess that's, and yeah, exactly. So, 
I mean, realistically, like I said, it's just I, I, my expectations for the next two games. I don't really have any. Just because I'm a fan in North Carolina, this is the only game they come down here for, and they're already bowl eligible, so I'm going to go. Um, but my expectations for the next two weeks don't have any. My expectations for the bowl game a little bit different. Yeah, well, there's going to be some time in between there <clears throat> to, uh, you know, get a little bit health, more healthy. Well, my thing too is is that the team we play in a bowl game is most likely not going to be as good as the last four teams we ah, played. Absolutely, absolutely. And when you, you look still at the on last Illinois, four... you still want Illinois or what? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Chase Brown. Is, Chase well, Brown. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Only reason I say that number one is because Illinois' defense is legit. They're like one of the best in the country. Yeah. Kudos for Purdue for beating them yesterday, and not for nothing. Um, but it looked to me like the end of the game. Was it Chase Brown, the running back? Mm-hmm. Looks like he had a season-ending injury. So he oh, I had, didn't notice that. Yeah, he he got um he got rolled up on in his ankle or whatever, and he was out on the sideline. Um, oh wow! Kind of, he was screaming. Oh so, no, that's not good. Yeah, he's a, so he's it, the nation's leading rusher. He's an amazing back. Right. So, um, as far as is that's concerned, I mean, I, I would still like to see it because I think it would give our defense motivation to go after it. Um, but I mean, it, the offense that we've had the last couple weeks against that defense, it would scare the crap out of me. Um, but yeah, I mean, realistically, you got to look at it. This again was another week where, what is it? We're out snapped on offense by 23 snaps, 36 minutes to 24 minutes uh, time of possession. I mean, this has been the last four weeks. We've, we've last four weeks, the opponents had somewhere between 36 to 38 minutes of time of possession. And we've been anywhere between 22 and 24. And they, every single one of those four teams has had over 20 offensive snaps more than us. Um, so, like, to your point, that's the coach's job to figure out what you need to do to fix that. Because those type of time of possession discrepancies and... and well, Coach, too, what, what he was saying with some of the defensive woes with being able to get the ball shoved down your throat, they, they do start some of it starts with the offense. And if the, if you've got an offense that is not, is not able to sustain drives and they're not able to play the field position game and you know, you just, you're, you're doing three, four plays and you're done. That's a, that's an issue. You get put in the defense in a bad spot every single time. And you know, like, okay, for instance, dude, I think it's time to stop the 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 charade of uh, we want to start fast and score, and just defer the damn ball, like just defer. Oh, we want to stop now, huh? <laughs> like, like we've, just we've defer. received the ball every. I know every like, it just, doesn't work out. I hate it well, because it worked out they, the first six games. I'd, well, you know what though, um, I can't. You, you end up. You end. You don't. Maybe you do it against certain teams, but you, I don't think this is a team that you do it against because they had two possessions in a row and Notre Dame had two possessions in a row. And it's just, it's one of those things is like, it just comes back to haunt you later. Not that it would have made a big difference. Okay. It's not what I'm saying. It wouldn't have made a big difference. Now they get that onside kick. You get a little bit of momentum. Who knows what happens, but, um, it's gotta not, go 10 yards. <clears throat> yeah. Five. Yeah, I know. Well, obviously it needs to go further. Yes. It needs to go further, but with that said, just poor, it was just poor execution on that. I mean, the coach, the coach said, "Hey, let's do this. Let's get in a fight," and um, you, you, it's just a, was a not a good enough kick. So, anyway, all right, we are never going to get through any of this fan feedback, Joe. If you don't stop talking, 
<sighs> David, top fan David on Facebook. I think the issue is cultural. There's something going on behind the X's and O's and injuries and talent that has caused the team to not score a touchdown in 10 consecutive quarters. What? It's eight. I believe it's eight. But I I don't know. I don't know if if there is or not. And um, it makes makes for um, a conversation, but... I don't think they've lost the team, and I just don't feel that with the with the players, with, the, with just watching them play, the effort that they give. I just don't see it. I do think it's just injuries, and I think it's game planning, and I just think that it, that it hasn't been great. And I, what do you think, Joe? I just don't. I don't think that there's something else going on. Like I felt that last year when Devito was in the locker room, but I don't. I don't feel it this year. What about you? Oh, uh, as far as the locker room goes, no. Yeah. I mean, I think there's a difference between losing a locker room and like guys out there trying to make plays for themselves. If that makes sense. Yeah, you know? I mean, there's could be some selfish plays. There could be some selfish play. I should say, yeah. No, yeah. you know, like I'm gonna go for the sack, even though I know my gap is here, and now I just hung my my boy out to dry type stuff. Like that kind of stuff doesn't mean that you lost the locker room, so to speak. Um, but just, I mean, these last four defenses have been. Really, really good. Um, and the Captain Patrick's um, comment in the in the room in the green room. If if we if we can't score against Wake Forest next week, then we have a problem. Then we have a huge problem. Score so, touchdown. Let's be hmm? let's be specific. Get in the end zone. Oh, dude! I'm come on, bro. That I'm d- not just holding the standard to one. Wake Forest defense is not good. They're not good, and they're 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 thin. So that's you know it's you've got to be able to score. And we'll see. We'll I mean we'll see. Does did, did you know? I expect Garrett Trader to start next week. I guess that's a good thing. Maybe this was just a knock the rust off kind of game, and uh, we'll go from there. Uh, look, let's see Robert on Facebook. So in the 40 years I've been going to the Dome, this was the very first time I ever left early. The interception in the fourth did it. I feel horrible for these seniors. I don't really blame the D. They played their asses off until they were just gassed. On fourth and two in the third, the punting team came out, and I swear I heard a groan from the sidelines that was the defense. Offensively, the most embarrassing game I've ever seen. I have no other words, and we seem... Um, to have wasted a very special running back. I honestly don't. I honestly don't know what to think. I'm the most positive fan you'll find, but not tonight. So I mean, just um, pure emotion there. And look, I get some of that. And my mouse would work. <laughs> my gosh, this is so annoying. Yeah. Um, well, you got to be balanced. Y- yeah, you do. And look, there was. Good reason to not stay for the whole game. Um, he doesn't. He doesn't stay for the whole game for the first time. He says in forty years, and um, you know he doesn't trash the players. It just was too much for him to handle. Right? It, you know, it the game's over. Leave early. Want to stay for senior night or senior walk? But um, that that wasn't a worse offensive day we've ever had either. I I don't think so. It wasn't great though, Joe. I'm not saying it was, <laughs> but great. I mean, let's not sit here and act like 
we're just going to forget the four years that, as much as I'd love to that Greg Robinson was here. Okay. By the way, wasting a very special running back. I mean, I don't. I I don't think he's wasted. Obviously, uh, there's some gas left in the tank, and it looks like he, it looks like he's coming back. Right. He didn't have nearly the season that he probably even wanted to have or would have liked to have. Obviously, would have liked to have, but. I think he even expects more from himself. But like I said, he can't do it all. You know, he's got to get some help. And with that said, man, um, they're going to have to figure that part out. And I just don't know how to do it. I ain't the coach. I just can, I know what my eyes see. But he's lost too much stock. Yeah. I mean, there's no guarantee that he's, you know, Dino always says that unless you think you're going to get a third, third rounder or above grade as far as, rounds getting drafted then then you don't go yeah and i mean you know obviously it makes sense you know um by the way the mouse pad seems to be the problem with the mouse just i don't know what's up with that how's that possible it's a mouse pad anyway uh joe p on facebook top fan he says no good ones meaning comments uh defense did what they could with an offense that went three and out seemingly every time short fields always on the field what do you expect this offense has become a joke and i can barely stand to watch anymore love you guys but you won't be seeing me wasting my money to come to winston-salem next week for this uh wow so Mm. it's unfortunate joey (laughs) hoping to see you there but i get it uh i mean i i get i get some of the sentiments but he's in charlotte right so yeah um they need to show uh, they need to show up at some you know some somewhat next week i don't know what next week's game looks like but the fan base is obviously um they're in the corner rocking oh, yeah. rocking you know yeah I know and i do know that those t- tickets got a little cheaper last two weeks yeah our tickets were 25 bucks a piece they're probably going to get cheaper than that probably because those tickets that that we got i think when i was looking earlier in the week were were 50 bucks yeah they were but so, it's hard to get a row of 10 on StubHub. it's tough to get a row of 10 yeah it's gonna be romper room uh but <laughs> Don't know what else to say. Um, but look, uh, what's Patrick saying? I think uh, he says, I thought Sean Tucker looked a little more explosive last night than the past few games. Well, he was trying, not for lack of trying. By the way, there was a long pass for Tucker that was just just overthrown slightly. Yeah. That would have been a beauty, by the way. And it could have been. He could have taken it to the house maybe even, but... Um, I think Schrader uh, knocking the rust off. Uh, look, I say he gets all the reps this week, and um, I think we at least see the offense do a little bit better against a defense that isn't as stymieing as as the ones we've been facing. I mean, this matchup bodes better for us than than even Pitt. I think at this point, you know what I mean. Uh, yeah. And, and Pitt was one I thought for sure we were were a better team than Pitt. Um, so, right. but now that now that we're at the passing offenses the last two weeks of the season, I mean at least they're outside um, in some elements. So maybe I that'll mean, be a little bit of a help. But now we're minus Jihad Carter and Garrett Williams. So 
we'll see how that goes because, I mean, Wake Forest is a good passing team. Sam Hartman's a good quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, even Jordan Travis was 21 for 23, which is amazing, and three touchdowns, which is uh, even more amazing. But um, 155 yards. This is short, There's a set short, up. What do you think about LaQuinn Allen? I thought he looked good, but I don't know who he was playing against either. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I thought he looked yeah. good, though. But, I mean, I always wondered, like, why we don't sprinkle that in a little bit more. And, I mean, I don't know what the answer there That's is. That's what I was Obviously, wondering, too. Like, we're playing all these teams that play two, three running backs I was against gonna, us. Yeah, yeah. Why Sean not Tucker, Sean Tucker's in there, and when he's not, we go to spread. Exactly. And why not throw two running backs in at the same time? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I wondered, we wondered that weeks ago. We talked about it. But so we're relying too many of the same people yes, without changing. Yes, which is how you, which is what do you do to stop Syracuse? Well, you got to stop Ronda Gadsden. Check. Oh, you got to stop Sean Tucker. Check. You got to stop Garrett Schreier. Check. What else is there? <laughs> no. We got to develop more weapons. You, and to little, develop weapons, you got to give them the ball. Huh? It's a blitz a little bit to hold you. And the next thing you know, I mean, that was my my worry was that when we got to third and long these past three four weeks it's just been they pin your ears back and just they go after your quarterback you know we just can't put ourselves in the positions of being in third and long but we the play calling or or, or the and, and, penalties it's, it's always something that gets us and by the way with with schrader and we know schrader how how gritty and determined he is especially when he's backed to, into a corner but I feel like either either some a confidence issue or maybe not so much a confidence issue, but maybe he's worried about you know getting re-injured is maybe lingering in the back of his head. There's something there because he just wasn't he just just wasn't himself. I mean, he's obviously something. Well, still, I mean, so. he's not going to be able to just he's not going to be able to to move like I he did, that, right? But, but, I mean, but he didn't do even he wasn't even wasn't even close. I mean, there's nothing. See, but then that's my thing is, is that if you're worried about being re-injured and, and, and that's going to affect your play, then you don't need to be out there. I would agree. Just my opinion. I would agree. I would agree. But, um, all right. Well, I think that is about it for us. We appreciate all of you who listened. Thanks for tuning Thanks, in. I know it's tough. Four in a row. We'll get back on the schneid here or get off the schneid. Hey, we're in a bowl. We're in a bowl. We're in a bowl. Appreciate I'll, all of hey, you in the green room. You've been six and four this long in this deep in. For Joe, I'm Sean. We're out. What, Joe? Peace. I said, when was the last time we were six and four this deep in a damn season other than Dungy's senior year? Well, it was only a couple years ago. That was 2018, but what about before then? I couldn't tell you. That's what I'm saying, though. 1997. Lies. Probably before that, but. I don't know. I just it's just crazy to me how like I get that people are frustrated, but they talk like they talk like McNabb was here five years ago. I know. <laughs> it feels like it feels like thirty years ago. That's cause it almost was. <laughs> I know. Hey, I appreciate all you guys in the in the green room. I really wish this thing would catch on a little bit more i'm not sure why it, it hasn't but i appreciate all of you well, you guys are fucking we didn't start awesome. it they started losing now the green room has been kind of just stale 
it's just um, it hasn't grown and I don't know maybe there's just not an interest in it but I will say this it doesn't fucking matter to me if I got all you guys in there so oh yeah and plus look and it's just uh, it's just it's just what it is is that no you're not stale you misunderstood me that's why I pref I, that's why I <laughs> that's why I corrected what I said um, <laughs> um, so uh, look, um, the, the whole point of the, the green room thing is to get a big group of people in here. And I think, I think that we got a good group and I appreciate it. I just think about how good it could be if we get like 10 or 15 in here and how much fun it could be. It's like its own show inside of a show that no one knows about. And yeah, when, and, and kind of, yeah. And, and and it's it's weird because if you go in there, if you were to just go force yourself to go in there and take a look at it, uh, you would probably come back. And the other thing too is is um, when the team lo- this is just the just is just like the 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 negatives of doing a podcast. So when the team's terrible, the the show's just the show just doesn't do as good. It just doesn't. People don't want to come here and listen to us talk about Syracuse losing. Um, and I get it, but it's very, it's very hard to re-engage an audience that's disconnecting late. Like I guarantee you once basketball season starts up, you know, for, for good, like when we're, when we're there full bore on it, it's going to be, it's going to be good. At first, and then if they turn out to not be so great, they're going. It's going to be to me the same thing. That's just yeah. A but fair why does everything got to be like going good to have a conversation or and a debate? And that's the or, thing. That's why this. I mean, this is just this is just us drinking beer and talking shit. So it's not like I don't know. People just lose interest, man. As a Cuse fan, or everybody like there's Syracuse fans all over the place. I mean, everyone's got their own little thought or theory about why 